What's up, what's up, what's up? You already know who it is behind the camera. It is me, the one and only, the Talia. And I'd like to present to y'all a very, probably the most special edition of Saturday Night Buffalo interviews I can ever present to y'all. Y'all are looking at my favorite rapper, 38 Special. 38 Special. What the fuck is up, Special? What's happening, man? I appreciate, I appreciate the favorite rapper, you know. It's the truth. Rapper, it's the truth. I made a lot of people, I upset a lot of people with that. I did. You always been my favorite. I got a crazy, crazy. I'm gonna tell you a story in a second. You always been my favorite. I done played you drowned niggas to you, but listen, I'm so terrible with it, right? I get emotionally attached, so I'm still, I'm still listening to the trust tape too. I'm dead ass serious. So it's such a pleasure. I was so, uh, like beyond shocked that I got the interview I've been waiting I said I want to make sure I'm in a good position I want to make sure that my brand is in a good position and I really can offer you something right. I this was like this is probably at this point the peak of my career so um I flew all the way out here to come see you and I, I definitely I'm so grateful that you shared you know the stage with me I am I appreciate you having me you know listen I know you got a lot of things in the works, you know. I'll definitely leave all the promo, all that good shit for the end so they can make sure that they so, know uh, what's tapping. And they already know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but 38, so it's such a it's such an honor, you know, to be with you and to listen to your music. And this this, this moment is a, a big it's big for me because a couple years back I worked at King City, right? Okay. And Omar had brought shout me in. Shout out to Omar. Big Definitely. shout out to Omar. Omar has a lot to do with why I'm able to sit here. You see what I'm saying? So wow. he, he opened this new um, location on Genesee and Fruin. And he brought me in to run that specific location. And it was, right. a, you know, he was always big for the music CDs. And it was this black CD. He like, oh, no, no, give that away. Give that away. No, push it, push it, push it. He kept pushing, pushing. I'm like, right. all right. So I was deaning at the time. You know, I was trying to stay away from you know music but I was just like let me put this shit in here I could I couldn't help it oh my motherfucking god I swear I still listen to this shit to this day so I'm in the store I'm playing the shit I never heard of you like I'm like we know who Benny is like Benny rap 15 20 years like but who is this nigga like what what motherfuckers coming in the store like yo who that you know I'm I'm dancing to the shit and everything Yo, I swear to God, and I always told people still to this day, like, strategically. I'm like, look how big they are. Like, look where they at. I'm like, they ain't big motherfuckers to buy they shit. They shit was hot as fuck. They gave it away. Perfect strategy. Motherfuckers ate that shit up. Like, so niggas would come to the store, come see me. Oh, we about to go see a cute girl. Like, nah, I'll take that. Like, yo, listen to that. I like that shit. You feel me? Like, I thought that, that I was so impressed with you as a person way back when. I'm like... Look at the strategy, you feel what I'm saying? Mm. So then, a couple months later, I think that was around between January and February, right. when motherfucking, I want to say June, July hit, that Trust Take 2 came out, right. they like $5. When I say we damn near sold out of that shit every yeah. other fucking day, right. motherfuckers come in, like, yo, let me get y'all joint, let me get y'all joint. Like, right. that shit was so big, I was like, I was really, um, from a businesswoman, I was like, ooh, right? So I always followed you after that. I mean, I couldn't. I, I couldn't not follow you. So when I say from, and then the craziest thing is I'm not really a, I'm not really a reader, but the first book I ever really read was The 48 Laws of Power. And I said, what's the fucking coincidence that my favorite rapper does The 38 Laws of Power? I 
said, that shit is fucking genius. It's, it's genius. And it's so much to cover when it comes to you because you don't, you, 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 you touch people's soul. You see what I'm saying? This is you, 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 you grasp for something a little bit deeper. You see what I'm saying? I done been personally, I, your music done, we done been places. We done been a lot of places, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And I know for a fact, it's not really a question that you have that effect on people. What, what made you choose and stick to the style of music that you, you produce? Like what made you not switch up? Well, the thing about it, Paul Self, I'm just asking this test. No, you, you're the celebrity. We on your time. One second. One second. Open the door real quick, bro. So, um, I always, I always like music that gave me a feel. You know, um, I listened to all kind of music growing up, but the shit that really stuck with me was the shit that I could relate to. Yeah. So I realized, like, you know, how impactful those songs was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And as a kid, I was like, I wanted to be that kind of rapper. Okay. You know, but as a kid, you really don't got that much life experiences. Right. But when you hear certain songs, I used to hear certain songs, whether it would have been like, you know, Tupac, Keep Your Head Up, or, you know, Dead Mama. Or, you know, uh, um, motherfucking Big Juicy. It was certain pain that I felt when I heard those records. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And me being young, I'm like, damn, that's kind of the rapper that I want to be. I want to be a rapper that could rap and you feel what he's saying. Right. But, you know, when you're young, you don't really got too much life experiences to back that up. Right. So I kind of fiend to actually have content as a kid. That's crazy. So I, my approach to music was like, damn, I can't wait until I got something to talk about. So, you know, as a kid, it was like I never exaggerated or, 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 or talked about things I didn't experience because I was like, you know, I'm going to wait till I actually experience right. some things. So when I experienced them, I would talk about it heavenly because it was a privilege. I, like, I waited so long to be able to talk about these things. So when I actually start getting active and touching these certain things, you felt it. I wanted to be first-hand personal experience. It works. It, yeah. It works. So listen, so as we move forward a little bit more into your career, you know, you definitely, your buzz never died down. It just, it, it you know, it grew and grew and grew. You work with so many different people. I love when I say, I'm so glad you brought back the back and forth. I mean, when I say... The lust, that's still my... I'm not no R&B type of bitch. I hate that shit. The lust is my favorite love song. I swear, that's a love song to me. Because that's what I can relate to. Like, that's love, nigga. Like, where we from? Like, what you want to talk about? Doves and shit? We don't know what the fuck a dove look like. But I can tell you what it feel like to hold somebody down. You see what I'm saying? That type of love. Like, So it definitely, it definitely worked. And then, you know, as everybody, you know, your affiliates and everything... Everybody kind of went their separate ways, and you know, some people went the corporate, you know, route, but you stayed independent. And unlike everybody else, because they have artists, you know, of course, I follow everybody, but you have artists. You have real artists. So you just completely skip that part of the game, right? Throw it away. We're going right to corporate, right? And then 
You know I interview Shay Noor. I'm a huge Shay Noor touch a part of me as a woman. I can't I can't right. really, you feel what I'm saying? Right. I don't, like I said, it's not some shit you're gonna see me post every day. It's too right. personal. Right. I really that was that was the height of my career at that point, you feel what I'm saying? Right. And I really, you know, I, I I I got it from her perspective how it felt to be found by you. You see what I'm saying? Mm. But how did you find Shay Noor, and what made you make that executive decision? Like, this is who I'm gonna focus on. Well, I always been a good judge of talent. With me being ta- a person that, that that's talented, is me know how to measure talent. Mm-hmm. Like we know who's what from when we hear it. Sometime before it's even developed. And um when I heard Shay, I heard greatness and elite penmanship. And it kinda surprised me. I didn't even think it was real because <laughs> it was so it was so elite and I never heard I never heard a female spit like that. Spit like that. So still to this day. Yeah, so I, you know I Immediately, I wanted. I'm like, yo, come, come, come to Rochester so I can see you in person. How did you come across her? <coughs> she actually inboxed me on Facebook. Wow. And um, I usually don't check people' messages because I get so much shit. Right. And I'm like, let me listen. And when I heard it, I just couldn't stop smiling. I was like, this is amazing. I went to show up my homies and they was like, man, this is crazy. And then it was it was it was it was lit since then. You know, I hear I hear that high level of talent, I just, you know, I'm ready to bet on it. You so know? you 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 are sitting on an immense, like almost unmatched amount of talent, you know? And your your business ethics are very, very unmatched. You're doing a lot of things that a lot of people can't do. Mm. Um, so with having the option to, you know, succeed and focus on, you know, the behind the scenes and being in the starlight, which one, my great Capricorn, do you prefer? Which one feeds your soul a little bit more? Damn, that's a good question. Like, um, it's hard because I fight with it. You know, I always been passionate as an MC, and I know the impact that I have mm-hmm. with, with with the music. Right. So it's like that's something I'm always gonna do. You know what I mean? But I never was in a rush to. I never was in a rush to like, um, you know, get famous. You know, I really enjoy like pressing buttons and making shit happen. You know what I'm saying? And um, but I got so much shit to talk about, and I got so much life experiences, content, content that I, I don't, I don't really see myself, you know, stopping rapping anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? I Please. got a lot, I got a lot of shit, you know, a lot of shit to get off my chest. How is it balancing? Like, how do you, how do you organize that? Like, is that a weekly thing, or do you just kind of go with the flow? I go with the flow. It's an energy thing. Sometimes okay. I just wake up and be like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> And them shits just come, you know, okay. and that's, you know, so I never force the music. Okay. And I, I always, I always, I'm, you know, I'm always a musician when I wake up, but I ain't never forcing it, you know what I'm saying? And I just let it come and shit, and then when it come, it just don't stop flowing, you know what I'm saying? And then when it, and then, you know, I get out as much as possible, then I take a little break to, like, okay. you know, reset and get more content and shit, you know okay. what I'm saying? 
Let me let me ask you this. You know, it's a shift of power going around in music. It's a very big shift of power and money going around in this entertainment industry right now. How did that did it affect you at all? What did what did you learn from that from the music business? Man, you know, I learned that um I learned that this shit is just like the street. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um I feel like, you know, it's just, it's, it's built for the sharks and the hustlers. You know what I mean? And, um, that's a comfortable place for me. <laughs> <laughs> Once you start to understanding it, you know, at first, right. at first, you know, not really knowing what's going on and just being passionate about music, you know, it gets a little frustrating. But once you start studying and getting an understanding of mm -hmm. and getting direction, then, you know, it becomes a very comfortable place. Okay. What is, um, you're such a real person, you know? It, it just, it oozes out of your pores. You know, I'm, uh, I'm new to the industry, you know, and I, uh, had my foot in a couple of things. And, you know, coming from Buffalo, Rochester, where we don't have much, you know, it's, it's different. What are some things, even holding the character that you hold, what are some things that, you could just that you don't like about the industry that you wish that you could avoid and what advice would you have to people on their way to your position oh my thing is that I, what I don't like and it's kind of crazy I've never been a fan of politics and a dick ride right. it's never been my thing you know what I'm saying um, like the whole you know like I, it might have worked against me you know because, like I said, I probably could have had stronger relationships with a lot of people. That, yeah. But I still ain't with it. Right. And, you know, I, everything working out fine for me standing right. on that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's really what I just, I really ain't with the politics and all the dick riding. Like, a lot of a lot of people that, you know, get acknowledgement, get acknowledgement through the politics and dick riding as opposed to talent. Right. Mm hmm you know what I mean? And if, that's, if it's anything I don't like about this shit, it's that. You know, not that. You know, but it is what it is. What would you have to say? It's a lot of people that have time. Now, I'm, um, I'll am i be breaking into your market very, 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 very soon. And, um, you know, I could just mainly speak for Buffalo, but, you know, like coming from such a small city and th them not knowing about true you know marketing and not have true not really having real pr and so on and so forth what advice would you give to these uh people you know up and coming about their budget and how much they should or should not be spending on their career i would say you know don't try to skip no steps in this shit okay you know i used to have a mentality of I just want to start rapping and get famous. I want to be at this level immediately. My first tape should do it for me. <laughs> get that mentality out your head. Get that this song should do it for me mentality out your head. And get, I should be in a better position next year than I am right now. Right. And, and, and if I work every day. And um, as long as you got that mentality, it'll stop you from being discouraged. You know? And it, it'll help you, you know, keep pushing forward. 
because it's a fight, you know, it's, it's a journey, it's not no overnight thing. And um, <clears throat> my advice would be know who you're making music for. Right. That's big. Make music for them and don't worry about nobody else. You know who you're making music for, and if it's, if, if it's for your people, then you will have the budget to reach them. If you rapping for the people in the slums, then it don't take much to reach them. If you rapping for niggas that's rich, then you should be rich. And you should have what it take to reach them. So at the end of the day, you got to know who you rapping for. And you aim for them. And you can stay consistent for them. And you feed them. And you're going to grow from them. You know? That's big. That's big. So I want to switch it up a little bit. I got, um, I told you, your music, I got a, I got a real emotional attachment to it, so, um, it was a couple of joints that did it for me, but when you wrote, when Venting was released, that was, can Johnny tell you, I still to this day can't listen to it without crying, like, mm. I, I can't, um, when, what, can you lead me to what, how you developed that song, and where you was at? What was in your head? Like, what made you get so raw with us? What made you? What made you feel like we deserved that? Actually, it was it was therapy for me and shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I always needed the songs. I always liked the songs that people could feel and shit. And um, at that point in time, when I was going through something, I needed something that would motivate me to get through what I was going through. Okay. And um, I couldn't find that from nowhere. And um, there was a lot of things I wanted to speak about, but I, I, I wasn't really comfortable to speak about it to a person one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And um, when I heard the beat, it just talked to me. I like being vulnerable, you know, on, on, on record. That was one of the records that was hard for me. That was the first record that I ever wrote that, you know, it brought tears to my eyes, like, writing. You know what I'm saying? And um, I remember reciting it to the homies and shit. And I was in the studio, and that's when I started, like, tearing, because I felt that shit. And, um, you know, my homies was like, damn, this nigga the greatest. Right. See, it's one thing to like actually rap. It's another thing to, 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 to take your experiences and be able to speak about them vividly. Right. You know, put it on the store on a timeline, and still be able to somehow motivate. You know, um, when I wrote that record, I still was dealing with a lot of stuff, and I wasn't in the best position. But I ended the record with me knowing, with me saying, <coughs> "Now I'm back in position." Right. I'm cutting off niggas ain't fucking back, back with you. Bitches. I, you know, at that point in time, I wasn't back in position. But I knew that I was aiming to be back in position. And that was my mentality when I wrote the record. And I needed something to motivate me to get back in position. Let me ask you this, because this is something that I personally struggle with. And I don't think a lot of people talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. You know, on your way up or on your, you know, as you chase your dreams, you you encounter shit. A lot of shit. You lose people. You see sides of people that you never expected. You get tested by certain things. But when you make it to at least, 
I don't want to say make it to where you want to be because you should never, you should always be elevating. But when you see that differential, when you made it to a point where you can look down and look back, do you still think that, do you think that, does it still hurt the same? Does the money, does the attention, does the success change it? Mm-mm. Hell no. Like, you know, when you just, you know, that high level of disappointment, you know, I still wake up angry. Yeah. You know, at, at, at situations, how shit played out. Yeah. I guess those just be certain scars that are just, you know, healing in, in time. But, you know, I don't think money or, or no kind of success would make it healing. Make it heal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's deep. I wanted to um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about that. That's something I think that everybody struggles with. And I definitely, you know, I wanted to hear it from your perspective. I really have a lot of respect for your character. I'm gonna switch it back kind of into the music. Uh, now I, we've uh, noticed that uh, you've done a lot of work with El Camino lately. I, I love it. Bad. So is El Camino your artist? What's your plans for El Camino? What's going on with that? Not El Camino just. That's, that's like my little bro, man. You know, okay. like, you know, I love El Camino work ethic. Yeah. And um, I think he's great. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? for somebody his age, he's impressive. Yeah, and um, I think we make magic together. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So yeah, we got a lot of shit coming. Okay. Hell yeah. What and, is? You know, we got some shit. I be watching him. He's a he's a very interesting. He's somebody to watch. I definitely I seen that. I'm like, oh, I like this. I like this shit here. Like as a fan, Talia is very happy. I said, oh, I like that. That's some shit you can ride to. I need some shit I can ride to. All right, I take a lot of rides. Listen, where do you see yourself in your music? I know you just you just gave us so much in the month of December. I'm not gonna lie, like. I I was actually surprised that you released so much that you were so involved. I didn't expect that, right. honestly. I was um very happy to see that as a fan. You know, it does make me a little nervous. That did you give us all of that because you're getting ready to fall back? Are you going to put all your time into your artists? Is that where you're going? What should we expect from you? Nah, I feel like I ain't feed y'all enough last year. You okay. Know? I feel like I only dropped six shots and that shit wasn't enough. Okay. You know. Sunday school could have, you could roll the whole year off that shit. I'm not gonna hold you. Definitely. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. That's exactly. worse than a decade, right? There. I'll try to tell you <laughs> something. Worse than a decade. That's a fact. <laughs> Listen, I'm just, I'm so honored to, uh, to, to be here. To wrap this up, what is something? That you want us to know. What is what is something that you would like for us to remember you by at this very moment? Hard work, passionate, love music, love giving y'all my pain. You know what I'm saying? I think you just yeah. speak the shit that everybody may not have the heart the courage to. 